The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. It's, uh, I was going to say, it's clobbering time, and then I was going to say, it's out of work, <laughs> it's unemployment line time, here on the Podzilla 1985 Network, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted, special night, special episode, um, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about CM Punk, I'm just going to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's yeah. it, it was fun being live with you guys on Sunday at Gaming Grounds, yeah. you know, Absolutely. but I'm sure the listeners will definitely appreciate the fact that <laughs> the audio is good on this um <laughs> for this <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, no, apolog- yeah we i mean apologize. we thought it was good yeah it sure sounded like it was it sounded good and on then, mic check turned out our mics were issues his mics always sound best my name is shannon young <laughs> i'm gonna be your host tonight uh double h is with me yeah you know what man i'm gonna say something aom you got something to say yeah nothing that's exactly <laughs> what CM Punk should have done backstage yeah, at all in pretty much. <laughs> uh, so, and yet here we are, oh, here we are. So I what, love that we now have brawl. You know, the only thing that irritates me is that we now have brawl out and brawl in, but they're not in order. It right. should be brawl in and then brawl out. Right? No, yeah. it's backwards. So I, I posted this, I, I posted this, I tagged you in it a year ago today. I shit you not yeah. a year ago today. I posted yeah. on my Facebook page if the punk thing is a shoot, it's incredibly embarrassing for AEW. If it's all a work, I fail to see the point of burying people and overshadowing what should have been your huge return it all out, shaking my head tonight. And I said, Hunter, updating this, replace all out 2022 with all in 2023 and burying with choking, and it's the same story. So a year story. a year after CM Punk got in so much trouble for what happened, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this and the fact that CM Punk has been terminated from AEW to the point that Tony Khan said he feared for his life. Hunter, guess what I've got? What you got? I have a bottle of uh, black-aged bourbon and a shot glass, and I am going to be drinking throughout the show because uh, I'm an all-star. Because it numbs the pain? (laughs) The days start coming and they don't stop coming. This uh, Actually, it turns out they do. (laughs) I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need it a drink on this. The, the days do stop coming. <laughs> the years, the years is what it is. The years do stop coming. Um, this tastes like turpentine, yeah. man. <laughs> Why did you buy it? I do, it says it says extra aged, and I thought that make That's it classier. Not, no, I mean classy is one thing. It doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna taste good. <laughs> I don't want it to taste good. A lot good. of classy things that you don't want it in your mouth. I just, I just want to forget feelings for a little while i want to forget how upset i am about cm punk because before we get into what happened and what he did i just i want to reiterate really quick that like growing up i was a huge cm punk fan huge cm punk fan sure we both were uh asa was we all were cm punk before the voice of the voiceless before any of that i was a big punk fan i was straight edge i put the uh, x's on my hands even before i saw him do it i was doing it too uh but you know i don't think he took it from me but um, I, I was just I was a big fan, and all of this has really left me sad because I feel like the legacy of CM Punk is at this point. I mean, what is it? 
What's the legacy of CM Punk? This is the legacy. This is it now. Yeah. I mean, it will never be anything more than this. So CM Punk had an incredible career early on in ROH. He moved up to WWE, and nobody really knew how that was going to go because that was when WWE was in their sort of era of you can come in from the indies and you might make it. You might be a Punk or a, a Danielson, or you might be a low key. Yeah. Um, who knows what we're going to get? You know, out out of this at the end of the day. Punk made a name for himself, and so he created a new legacy. He was world champion multiple times. He had that incredible match with John Cena where he left the company. They did the work shoot thing. The Summer of Punk, yeah. And then and then he leaves sort of unceremoniously, probably fairly to some degree, or at least it seems like at the time, um, and, and calls it quits. And it's like, what, seven years? He's gone. Seven years, he's gone completely. Done that was going to be the legacy. He would have left Done that. Yeah, all we ever heard about was the pipe bomb promo, the one where he, he sat down cross leg on the stage and shot on everybody. And yeah. Vince is this, and Stone Cold and The Rock are that, and John Cena sucks, and whatever. Hey, it wasn't that. It's far more, you know, capable than that. But that that was the thing, was he did things that nobody else could do. AEW lures him back. AEW lures him back out of out of retirement because he, he went and did his his cage fighting and all that for a while. And which that was didn't go very well. Which was embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Tony Khan throws all the money at him. Says we're going to make you the star. We're putting it in Chicago. We're doing the thing. And for a little while, that worked. For a little bit, that was not just fine. It was pretty great. Yeah. The initial appearance, the first dance, they did the play on the Michael Jordan bit from the Bulls. Um, it, it was it was great. Everything uh, up to got Hangman emotional. Page. Yeah, well, so so that's the thing is he comes yeah. back and and Punk gets some focus, uh, but he's not immediately world champion. He starts putting guys over. He has a great match with Darby Allen, um, and and kind of does these things where he's sort of just living out. It's like it's it's his retirement lap, kind of like what we assume Chris Jericho's doing. He works with Sting and and all of this. It's not until it go they go okay now it's time to put the belt on him because it's coming eventually, right? CM Punk is going to be AEW world champion at some point. But the problem is that that happens to be right around the same time that Hangman Page is champion and the biggest face in the company, barring CM Punk. So that doesn't really work, right? Punk needs a, a heel to overcome face-to-face, -face or, or he needs to be a heel and overcome a face. It doesn't really work with these two big faces who are drastically different. Hangman Page is this homegrown, in many ways, talent. Um, people have been rooting for him as the underdog for so long. He finally wins the big one from Kenny Omega. It's a huge, huge, huge deal. And then CM Punk quite literally just kind of waltzed in the door. Yeah. Now, he's, he's coming off of his legacy, obviously, that we were just talking about of ROH and WWE and all of this, but... He came in, he did some things, and you, you don't really expect him to, to maybe go after the belt until it's time to dethrone some dastardly heel. If he had been the one to dethrone Kenny Omega or, or later, you know, at MJF, but it's Hangman Page. And this is where the cracks in the armor start forming because this is where reality and, and the story starts getting really blurred. In the midst of their feud... There's a promo where Paige says effectively that he's there to protect AEW from people like CM Punk. Now, Moxley right. at this point has already played the card that CM Punk is a, a guy with a fragile ego, with Enjoy a fragile body. Can. Enjoy him while you can because he won't be here long. This is not going to work. And it's it's a little real and it hits yeah. a little close yeah. to home. Yeah, put, put a pin in that because I want to come back to that here in just a second when you're done. Yeah. Well, so what happens then is kind of nebulous because 
like like much of this, I feel like this is another one of those times where I really have to preface everything we're going on is what we've been told by people who were there, sometimes told by people who were involved. Um, so there's multiple angles. It's always whatever makes that person look better, obviously. But basically, Punk says that he fears that Paige got so off book there and, and out of pocket that he's going to go off book in their match, too, and that he might get yeah. hurt. Yeah. He was worried he was going to get hurt. And so they don't have a very good match because he thought he might get shot on in it. Um, that doesn't happen at all. Punk wins the belt, but then he hurts himself. And this is where the the big divide really starts. I mean that that's that's the beginning of the cracks in the armor. Um, talk about what you wanted to talk about there, because then there's more to that timeline. Well, it, so as and this this feels exceptionally weird to say. It's and and sometimes I still have to pinch myself to um, you know bring myself back to that reality. But as a wrestling promoter, because that's what I am now as a wrestling promoter, as well as a wrestler and just about everything else in this business, um, I never thought that wrestlers had such fragile egos like you always hear the stories you hear about hogan you hear about you know guys protecting their spot and stuff like that but until yeah. i got involved in the wrestling in the backstage um uh, it's not so much politics in 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 what i've seen but it's the ego it's the fragile egos and i never thought of punk as having a fragile ego but if you yeah. go back and you listen, and I've started to do this recently, you go back and listen to these promos that these wrestlers were cutting on Punk. I know, as Dalton knows, as you know, all of us that work in the professional wrestling business, that most promos are, you know, based in reality. Like whatever you cut the, a promo well, on the someone, best ones, the best ones, the are. good yes. ones, yes. the good ones, just like anybody's character in wrestling, yeah. have a little twinge of reality yes. to them, and if they don't, they don't hit right. Right, and if you go back and listen to all of the promos on Punk for the ever since he came to AEW, even before that, I watched one earlier with Triple H talking about how mm -hmm. you know Punk and is what I did, yeah, yeah, how Punk, what it means for Punk is being on top, and you know the difference between him and Punk is he told people he was going to walk through him, and Punk backdoored everybody. Uh, you listen to yeah. the the promo that John Cena cut on Punk, where he talked about how change wasn't you know ice cream bars or anything like that; it was making CM Punk a bigger star. And then you go to yes. John Moxley. Triple H says that too, for what it's worth in his. He says at one point in time, you only want to be the catalyst for change if it furthers CM Punk. Right. And that's what, not for the industry. And that's what everyone has said. Look at Moxley's promo. Yeah. Look at Hangman's promo. Look at Eddie Kingston's promo on CM Punk. Um, yeah. All these promos kind of revolve around the same concept. And that is that Punk is a selfish. Uh, kind of a bully, kind of this awful person that masquerades as the second city saint. And, yeah. you know, now we're in a position where looking back on it, and we'll get to Tony Khan's response and his statement here in a second, but if you take yeah. it at face value, or at least what he thought, was that his his very life was in danger. I mean, you really start to see Punk for what maybe he was the whole time, and everyone and, knew it, and everyone said it, but they said it in promo. Right. Therefore, there was that small belief that maybe that's not true maybe this is a work yeah. but now it's starting and to look like maybe it's not for what it's worth too i think it really can't be understated that wrestling is especially among businesses like it that it that includes so much showmanship and entrepreneurship and all that uh you have to be a little selfish early on yes right i mean it yeah. is it is a, it's a sort of you know familial type thing and we're all there to help each other and it's it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood and all that but if you're not willing to 
put yourself in a position to look better than other people, you never will. Right. You're never going to advance. You're never going to move up to the next stage if that's what you want to do. You're never going to make more money. You're never going to have you know more fans if you're not willing to be better than other people. And sometimes that involves just generally being better. I'm not saying step on them. That was the Triple H part of a promo. And of course, that's them playing characters and saying, hey, we got to step on people to get where we're going. Of course, some of that really did Based happen. Based on reality, too. right. But, but again, early on, especially in your career, when you're coming in, you've kind of got to be that guy. So CM Punk doing stuff like signing his ROH contract or his WWE contract on the ROH title, you know, yes, it's part of an angle, but it also speaks to this is who CM Punk is as a person. He's going to make those steps and he's willing to drop everything and go to the next level and then the next thing. The difference is when you come back for what is very clearly a victory lap for retirement, when you come back and the gray has settled in, you're seven years gone from the industry, coming back in just to see what you can do. You did some cage fighting in between. You're not in your prime. No. And so when Punk first showed up and it was, let me wrestle Darby Allen. Let me work with Sting, who's a legend a little bit, uh, since we never got to work together. Let me, you know, wrestle MJF some. All that stuff works if you now exist as the best version of this is the McFoley's of the world, right? Yeah. The guy who's there to help other people get over, right. hit the high spots. You're the Rolling Stones now versus the Rolling Stones in the 60s. It's, in the 60s, you're on top of the world. You're putting, right. right, you're putting new music out all the time. You're the biggest band in the world, and everyone expects you to do everything you can to still be that thing. The Rolling Stones in the 2020s and even 2010s, 2000s, whatever, are playing the hits. They're selling out stadiums still, and there's still a million people interested in them, but they're playing the hits. They're coming in. They're doing the songs that people want to hear. They'll throw in one or two new things because they are still making albums. But at the end of the day, it's really just to to kind of send the fans home happy. You're, right? in, your, you're in your twilight so, period, basically. Yeah, you can't, you can't be the guy you were in your 20s still willing to be that hot-headed, egotistical, I got to get over on all these guys guy and expect people to be okay with it because right. they're coming for you now. Right. And so <clears throat> I, I go back all the time to that quote from swimming with sharks with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I know where he says, and I love this quote. If you're not a rebel by 20, you've got no heart. If you're not, if you haven't turned corporate by 30, you've got no brain punk in his twenties, in his youth was a, like you said, a hothead. He was a rebel. He was a voice, rebel. voiceless. But now yeah. you're in your 40s. You are you are the elder statesman now. You have to carry yourself with a little yes. bit more pride and a little bit more, um, you know, uh, common sense. A little more humility. Humility honestly, at that point. You don't you don't have to be a different person. I'm not saying that Punk should have changed who he was intrinsically as a person, but you do have to recognize your place in the pecking order. Yes, they paid a shit ton of money for you to come into this company, but you're not coming in there as the upstart young CM Punk who needs to get over. You're already over, dude. Right. That's why they gave you That's already the case. Exactly. And I think the reason he got away with so much, the reason he was the hothead and he got all that was because it, 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 it lies at Tony Khan's feet. It all lies at Tony Khan's feet. Tony Khan yeah, famously absolutely. a couple of weeks ago was talking about backstage animosity and he said that sometimes it's good for the product when guys don't like each other back there. Does he still think that today? Okay. Um, sure. Because After he, his, he, one of his biggest talent, actually his highest paid talent, lunged at him. Yeah. Reportedly. Yeah. Does he still think that's a good idea? So for anybody living under a rock, the quick version of this is at All In. There was an altercation backstage in London or England. Where were they? I forget actually. 
So, so if let me pick up where I left off, and I, I'll just because I don't want to do together. the whole thing we've Put talked about it before, but I'm just yeah. gonna I'm gonna go through it quickly. So when we left off, <clears throat> the chase and the armor were already happening with with Hangman Page. Punk wins the title, but then he hurts his foot, right? Yeah, and so he ends up. Th- this is where they start to diverge between Punk says this, mm-hmm. Tony Khan says this. Ultimately, what happens is they do an interim champion with Moxley. Uh, Punk eventually comes back. They do that weird little, oh, he came back too quickly. He gets beaten, but then he beats Moxley for the title two months later. Oh, I think uh, it's important, two weeks later. important to note that his inspiration for winning was Ace Steel coming out there. And, um, yeah. And, and, and <clears throat> Ace Steel, yeah. who, it's Ace Steel, right? Am I wrong? That's his name, isn't it? It's him. Okay. Yeah, he's the one who did the biting. Yeah. The guy, he comes out and he cuts this impassioned promo to boost Punk up. Nobody knows who, he's, who he is. Your hardcore no one has fans. Any clue. Hardcore fans, maybe. Most of the people have no idea who Ace Steel is, and then no. he becomes a huge part of the story. Yeah. So, so after all this happens and Punk does finally win that title for Moxley, that's when we're at Brawl, uh, well, <laughs> All Out from last year. Now I just instinctively call it Brawl Out. At this point, you've got. Punk starting to have issues with people backstage, not just Hangman Page, who's friends with the Young Bucks, but the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega themselves, who supposedly are talking shit about him. Suppo- and that's, um, that's important. I want to hit that real quick. I want to drive that point in. Supposedly, there's never yeah. been any proof or evidence that the that the Bucks or Kenny oh. Omega, nobody said anything. But, but Punk heard it, and that was enough. Yes, and that was enough. So he does maybe the most unprofessional thing at that point I had seen him do in his career. In wrestling he history. He does this media scrum. Yeah, after, he does the media scrum after the show, and he just starts, while sitting next to the owner of the company, Tony Khan, starts airing grievances with anybody who he's ever had uh, right there. He, yeah. Yeah, it goes on and on about Colt Cabana, about the Young Bucks, Nick about Houseman. Kenny Omega, about Nick Houseman, about Hangman Page. It's just a rambling bitch fest. Yeah. And even he would later say it was a bad idea, but that's it only gets you so far. He ends it with a very important line, which was, uh, without the quote in front of me, it was something to the effect of, if you got a problem with me, come find me backstage. Come find me. Now say, say what you will about that being hyperbole. At the end of the day, that's a call out, right? Yep. So, reportedly, again, the Bucks and Kenny Omega go and get... Uh, the the head of legal and and the the people basically who they need to be aware of this stuff they go to the locker room and a fucking fight breaks out they steals involved people get bit a dog was there it's a whole thing um, everybody gets suspended in the aftermath but importantly Tony Khan didn't stop the initial issue which was Punk running his mouth at the scrum right he just Tony Khan should have stepped in right there he sat right beside him I'm talking about literally physically right beside him he could have stepped in and stopped that shit then and he didn't do it so that's a big part of the problem as well Hey, Punk, by the way. Everybody gets suspended. I say, Punk, by the way, during that, with him right there, keeps referring to it as his show, and I'm trying to run a business. While Tony Khan is the actual owner, is right there. So, everyone gets suspended. The Bucks and Omega come back much faster than Punk does. Punk sits out for close to a year. It's not a full year, but it's close to a year. Um, Supposedly, he's not just suspended. He's also injured, and so he's working this injury off. He comes back. It looks like things are going to be okay again. He's working with people he wants because, of course, they've created a whole show for him. Now, nobody ever said that explicitly. But Collision, the Saturday night show for AEW, was very clearly created for CM Punk. He yep. was only working with people who he liked and was friends with, which did not include, of course, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, etc. People he sent home when they went to the show. And, yes, and since he's been let go, they have very que- clearly, like quietly said, hey... 
we're no longer doing this little soft roster split. It's not going to happen. So if it wasn't for him, I don't know what you could say it was. But in any case, I digress. Show starts up. Things are going okay. He's working with Samoa Joe, uh, people he likes, people he works with. But, but... Jack Perry wants to do a spot involving uh, an actual glass windshield to a car. Now, let's just stop for a minute, because we didn't talk much about this much when we initially talked about where the, the fight came in and all that the last time we did this. Doing a spot with real glass is objectively stupid. Yes. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. I don't care how fucking hardcore you are. Even the hardcore wrestlers were saying, yeah, the shit I do is stupid. Yes. Working with real glass. Except Goldberg pr- almost idiot. ended his career... Uh, by by punching through a glass window, you know. I, I man, I think even John Moxley would go. This is a dumb thing I do. I just do it because that's what I want to do. But in any case, Perry wants to use real glass for this. AEW is trying to get him to stop. They don't want him to do it. The rumor, the word is that they asked CM Punk to ask him not to do it because it was supposed to be cleared for dynamite, but then they didn't have time for it, so they moved it to Collision. Well, of course, Collision is Punk's show. He holds court over there. So he's the one who goes to Perry and says, we don't do that here, we're not doing that, etc. If that's true, then yes, CM Punk was put in a shitty position, but that's also a position he could have refused. He could have said, no, I'm not going to do your job for you. If you don't want him to do it, you tell him. He thinks he's a backstage leader. He thinks he's, he thinks sure. he's the undertaker of uh, Exactly, AEW, you know? and it's not even, not even close. Not even so, close. So, at all... Out, no, in, all in. All this in. This year was in, yeah. yeah. At all in. <laughs> and then was out right after. <laughs> Perry, uh, Jack Perry on the pre-show does his match with Hook. They have a real car. They have a real glass windshield. And of course, he does something stupid. He goes up to the camera, slams uh, the the windshield like the it's like the old meme. This bad this bad What's boy has so many yeah. CM Punk tears in it. No, he slams the windshield <laughs> and says, "This is real glass. Cry me a river. river." Into the camera, which is clearly a, a line to CM Punk. Punk hears it, is aware of it. When Perry comes back through the curtain, they get into it, and that's where the, the fight goes down. Um, so doesn't matter what happens there, because they both get suspended there too, right? Well, Again, both people suspended. Well, I, I think, I, I disagree on one part there. I think it does matter what happened there, because the, the big rumor coming out of it, there were two camps. Punk's camp said that him and Perry got into it, Perry got in his face, yeah. and, and Punk you know put him down. Perry's camp said that he went backstage. Punk picked a fight with him, pie faced him, and then choked him out. Um, yeah. we, we all waited with bated breath to see. Okay, well, depending on what they do, that's kind of an indicator of who was right and who was wrong, which side was right, which side was wrong. Um, there's right. a- also apparently footage because there is uh, cameras everywhere. Cameras yeah. inside the stadium. Yeah, it's Wembley Stadium in London, and they're it's, all over. It's kind of funny that after they announced that there were cameras everywhere, all of a sudden CM Punk's fired. He's gone. Yeah. Well, and and for what it's worth, Jack Perry is indefinitely suspended. suspended. They have said he's out. There's no return date on it, not fired. Now, to that end, though, the furthering of that is what we were talking about earlier. The report comes out later that Punk is fired, and Tony Khan, in his statement on Collision at the beginning of that show, which, of course, is in Chicago, and much like their pay-per-view was right after that. That had to have been fun. Um Tony Khan says that again. He had never been afraid for his life at a wrestling show until that uh, moment. I have that statement here. I wanted to actually read that real quick because I think this, like, I want to talk about the importance of this statement afterwards because there's a lot of ways to go with it. But he says, "Welcome to AEW Collision. Today, I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my uh, professional career. Today, I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk for cause. Real quick, yo." For what it's worth, it was announced in advance that this was the case. This was not the first time we were finding out Punk was fired. That right. was leaked to the internet. But right. this was him officially making the statement. 
Uh, to continue, this stems from a backstage incident at uh, AEW All In last Saturday. The incident was regrettable, and it, it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who help put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I felt ever until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way, and I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel, who delivered a unanimous recommendation, and I have followed up on that recommendation. I am sorry to the fans who were upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who was upset by this. Despite that, we're going to have a great show, and then he goes on to you know talk about how amazing AEW is. Um, the weird part about this yeah. for me, and it's a weird fucking situation all over the place, but... The first time this happened with uh, with Brawl Out, Tony Khan never made an official statement like that live on the air. Um, right. Any, any incidents we've ever seen in AEW, none of it has ever been addressed on the air. What happened backstage that was so bad that this Tony, is... Tony Khan had to go on the air, talk about it, and then also I have never heard anyone in wrestling ever say, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. What yeah. happened? This is what we don't know. This is kind of the smoking gun, the the key to all of this, what exactly went down back there. And again, we may never know exactly what what the, what the so case that footage was. Leaks. I have a feeling Come on, TMZ. Well, I have a feeling I have a feeling that Punk is going to tell one version of the story, like always. Perry probably has a version of it. Tony Khan has a version of it. I'm sure that every other wrestler that was in the area does. Here's the thing about that footage. Just because there are cameras all about Wembley or all around Wembley, unless it becomes a legal issue unless punk decides he wants to sue for breach of contract in some way uh or they decide to go you know the the route of assault that that this right. was an attack and that's the one needs then that footage will likely never be seen because wembley likely does not want to be a part of any of this shit so unless it becomes a legal issue tmz can't get their hands on it unless they they convince someone to to do it. so so Actually, you know, now that I think about it, because it took place in London, I don't even know if they can they can do it the way they normally would, because usually they go through FOIA, yeah. right? The Freedom of Information Act, which doesn't apply overseas, I would assume. Yeah, unless this um, leaks, which it could. I mean, it absolutely well, could. And I and, and don't get me wrong, I I, I am full on armchair uh, lawyering at this point because I I don't know how this works, but because AEW is an American company, maybe their records are subject to American law in that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Wembley Stadium is not obviously well, it's a London-based I mean, arena, and so one way it absolutely could go down is if there were any charges filed, then they would request that footage. You know, like if 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 Jack Perry wanted right. to sue Punk for you know assault or something like that. But okay, that's, so that, that's what I'm thinking. If, yeah. if if legality comes into play, if somebody decides to sue, if somebody's going to court, then I can almost guarantee you we get to see that footage. Otherwise, I think it's a long shot. That's that's the official story. I mean, that's the that's what happened. Now let's let's put right. what happened aside real quick, and let's just talk about this real quick. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, because um, I of course he should have been fucking fired. He should have been fired right. last year. When he yes. sat there next to the boss and ran down and his own employees, that's when he should have been fired strong, in the first fucking place. There's a strong argument that maybe, I'm not saying they should have been fired for sure, but maybe the, the 
Bucks and, and Omega deserved a little more than what they got. They weren't going for very long. The suspension didn't seem to stick. When they came back, all they did was make fun of it constantly because, again, they're EVPs of the company. They're basically right below Tony Khan. I don't think anybody was really in the right in that situation, but we still really don't know exactly what happened there. Punk said a lot of dumb shit, but the Bucks probably shouldn't have gone to confront him either in that case. Um, right, especially but, at a heightened moment, you know, they say, oh, we took legal with us. Okay, well, you did it five minutes after he was coming down off of a really dumb thing on camera. He wasn't down at all. His adrenaline is still spiked. I'm not making excuses for CM Punk, but I don't think anybody was in the right in that situation. No. The, the, the thing that really comes from that, though, then, is when you see that Punk hasn't learned any sort of lesson or anything from that, again, we kind of gla- glazed over this, but when Punk came back, he was already talking shit about Hangman Page again. Yes. He did it after yeah. a dynamite. Well, he did it on the air one time. To what end? You're not feuding with this guy. Well, I, I was actually saving that for uh for, for the other thing I wanted to rant on for just a second because mm-hmm. um yeah, it, he came back and after the suspension, not you know, not only did he uh talk shit on Hangman Page, but I mean he just he lives to rile people up. That's Punk's thing. Is he riles people? Yes. And I've never met somebody with thinner fucking skin, and I know people like this in my personal life, that can talk yeah. all the shit, but the moment that you say something back to them, it becomes an issue. Punk has based right. his entire career on getting under people's skin, and when someone gets under his skin, it turns into a full blood, you know, full blown fist fight. Um, right. I, I I wanted to mention this because I do listen to Jim Cornette. Uh, I am a Jim Cornette fan. I'm not going to say I'm not. I don't agree with everything yeah. he says. And one of the things I've disagreed with the absolute most is his fucking circle jerk with Brian Last and CM Punk over Punk's entire career. According to Jim Cornette, Punk is the only person in AEW that ever drew money. He's the only person in AEW that matters. He's their biggest star. Fire. He actually said, that Brian Last asked him, I, I, I listed the show today, um, is this the best outcome with Punk getting fired? And Cornette said, yes. Uh, sometimes the bad guys win and now everyone's available to do whatever. The Bucks are not the bad guys of the situation. The bad guy is the punk motherfucker who continuously goes out there and runs his mouth and gets a free pass on it. And then the moment someone runs their mouth to him, all of a sudden it's a fucking issue and he throws a tantrum and gets in a fist fight about it. And the fact that Jim Cornette, this legendary manager, is taking that side and has never called out punk for the shit he says. When punk goes on the air and punk airs his grievances, it's the best fucking television. And yeah, someone finally said what's right. But when someone says something to punk and he gets in a fight about it, well, fuck those guys. They're causing trouble. Fire them. Punk's your biggest star. No, fuck that, man. Punk is a fucking cancer. Yeah. Did you ever see that that uh, interview with uh, Seth Rollins that Nick Houseman did for uh, one of the games, I think? Uh... I'm I'm aware of it, but I've never sat down and watched it. It's the one where he directly talks about Punk. Though, he right? directly asked Seth Rollins, "Of uh, you know, would you like to see Punk come back to WWE? I know you guys had you know you you had great matches, and you're both from Ring of Honor." And Rollins yeah. laughs and says, "Phil, Philly boy, stay away, you cancer." No, we you know, and he and Nick Houseman looks like someone just shot his dog. And Seth Rollins right. just talks about how we knew he was a jerk. Now they know he's a jerk. Is this new to anybody? Like. Punk is the problem, and making excuses right. for him is ridiculous. I don't understand how anyone could defend this motherfucker. So what's really funny about that is I went and pulled, because I put those screenshots for Cody's sake into the into our group chat earlier so he could take a look at them. Um, I went and pulled them just so I could read something really quick, and this actually re- leads right into the point that <laughs> I was going to make do. with that. And that, that is that the people who are defending 
CM Punk because you're you're saying how could they? The people who are defending it are almost entirely doing it based on one thing. He's not the only bad guy. They all agree that he shouldn't have done the shit that he did, whether they say it out loud or not. And I'm so disappointed that Jim Cornette is one of those people. It literally starts with him saying, quote, so again, if Perry hadn't fucking mouthed off and just gone and done his garbage pre-show match, then nothing would have happened. And if nothing would have happened, then Punk would be on the pay-per-view in the United Center in Chicago, and people wouldn't be fucking all over Twitter and all over Chicago and all over the wrestling world world going, Tony Khan is a fucking dickless pussy. Can can we just be real, real clear about something? Yes. That doesn't mean that CM Punk was in the right. Again, you are leaving out the important part, which is he fucked up too. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that Jack Perry should have done what he did. I don't agree with what he did, just like I don't agree with the, the Bucks and Omega going to talk to Punk in this heightened state at this point, and that was probably going to lead to a fight. But you're not taking it back far enough. The Bucks and Omega went to talk to Punk because he was being an asshole and called them out specifically. Uh, Jack Perry did what he did because, again, reportedly, Punk is the one who told him he wasn't going to do that and shut it down like he runs the show. Again, if that didn't happen, why is he mad about what Jack Perry said on the pay-per-view? Right. If that situation didn't happen, then why does he care if Jack Perry goes, this is real glass, cry me a river? Why is he mad anyway? If, if... If you if you make right. your, if you make your career on fucking with people and going out there and talking shit like you said just weeks before this he was out there talking shit on Hangman Page he hasn't had a program with Page out in a nowhere. year so yes out if, of literally nowhere if that is the way you behave and then someone behaves the same way and matches your bullshit with their bullshit and your first reaction is to choke them out and then not only that but then to apparently allegedly lunge at your boss. And make him feel like his life was threatened? Of course you're going to get fired. You're the asshole. I think we said this on the last show. The old saying, if you meet an asshole in the morning, you know you run into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day, maybe you're the asshole. Punk is the asshole. Exactly. Yeah, take a look at the common denominator. That's really what it comes to. I mean, that's exactly what you're saying, but just to use an official term or whatever for it. That's that's what it is. Again, I'm not absolving Jack Perry of having said a dumb thing that set off a fight. But the thing is, you're not taking it back far enough to who caused the initial situation. Right. Why Why do they have beef or heat or whatever the fuck you want to call it in the first fucking place? Yeah. I don't know that Punk should have been put in that situation in the first place. Like I said, it, from the way that it's been made to sound, he was asked by other people to be the one to step in since Collision is kind of his show. That's fucking stupid. Yes. Can we just agree that's stupid? The, the, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody were EVPs of the company, and not once did any one of them call it their show. Right. It wasn't their show. They helped create the company, yes, but Tony Khan owns the thing. And in America, money talks. It's your right. show if you're the one whose name is on the lease and for Tony, it effectively. Tony Khan is the one that's absolutely responsible for all of this. We've said it a million times. He doesn't that's know what how it comes to, down he to. doesn't know how to run a company. You think Punk would have pulled that shit in WWE under Vince or Triple Not H? A Not a chance. He, so, would, he wouldn't even so try. I think Aaron Powell will appreciate this because I know A-fan. for a fact he's listening. I love I love referencing a fan. I love referencing people directly. He and I were talking about this, and he asked, you know, I forget if he asked or I brought it up or whatever, but we started talking about Punk going back to WWE, and I said I'd kind of love to see it. I would kind of love to see that happen right now. And he's like, oh, man, no, you know, fuck that guy. Like, I, I, I don't... I don't even like Punk at this point. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear from him. He's an asshole. And I don't disagree. But I want to clarify. I would love to see that because he would never even... Th- think of trying to pull that shit especially now that it's not vince who's in charge even though vince is kind of in charge it's triple h 
It's a guy who called him on his bullshit the first time. Ten he was years there. ago, yeah. in, a, in a feud on TV rather yeah. than actually backstage, where Hunter is the guy who has the control. Right. Um, I would love to see that, but here's the thing: it's not going to happen. Not because Punk won't do it. I promise you, Punk would do it given the opportunity at this point. He would love to capitalize on this shit. I don't think WWE will do it. I think maybe years down the line, and at this point, I'm wondering if they'll wait until it's posthumous. They'll put him in the Hall of Fame, and they'll do the Bruno San, Bruno San Martino, you know, uh, making the amends, doing the handshakes, maybe even as early as the Bret Hart version of that. Um, but I, I think at this point, unless he wants to do the indies, and I know he doesn't, I think CM Punk is done. I think he's. Done I, I don't think yeah. he will ever think of trying to go back to WWE. I know people have already pointed out that Survivor Series in November is in Chicago at the yeah. Allstate Arena this year. Yeah. Um, are there going to be CM Punk chance? Of course. Is CM Punk going to be there? I highly doubt it. You think unless WWE, something drastically changes. You think WWE would touch him with a 10-foot clown pole after what just happened? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. No, I, I don't think so at all. I think, again, if we're admitting that Triple H definitely still has some control, and again, part of the reason you and I stopped doing this show regularly was because it felt like he didn't anymore because Vince was back in there. Right. I th- I think Vince would do it. I really do. I think Vince would. Th- Vince McMahon has probably never loved CM Punk more than he does right now. If he's yeah. following any of this that's going on, this is it's that's, golden goose. That's a good lot shit, pal. Exactly. But I I feel like. Triple H has been voice of reason enough for several months now. It has felt like, you know, yeah, there's some things WWE's doing that's not great, but if you watch the product and you take that as a temperature of what's going on backstage, um, I, I think he's laying enough sensible groundwork that if Punk's name even came up, he would go, you know, I don't know that we need to fuck around with that. I think we can just let that slide. Remember, he walked out on us like he's the one who left us high and dry. And he walked and yeah, walked out on them. Spent the next how many years talking shit about them? Failed as a UFC fighter because he can't actually seven, fight. I think. Seven, right? Yeah, he can't actually yeah, fight, so he fucking flunked out of UFC. I think he has one right. victory in UFC, and the only reason he won in the UFC because the decision was overturned because the guy he was fighting beat him so badly, but he wouldn't finish him off because he was fucking toying with him because he was a plaything. Yeah, um, Punk is so tarnished, and uh, man, again, it hurts as someone that loves CM Punk. I loved Hulk Hogan, uh, but. Sometimes, I mean, an asshole's an asshole. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't care how much, you know, viewers he brings. If he's a cancer in your locker room, get rid of him. I would never, as a promoter, I would, and maybe this is, maybe I'm a bad promoter. I don't know. You tell me. But I would never push someone to the moon if they were a cancer in the locker room. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not yeah. worth it. There will be uh, other stars. There will be other people in AEW. AEW was not built on CM Punk. It was built on the Bucks and Omega and you know yeah. MJF and Wardlow and uh, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, the, the, the House of Ass. You have so much talent over there. You don't need CM Punk. Really, I just no one just love the phrase "house of ass." House of ass is great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, I, I had to know because Scissor I was Daddy. just that curious. Um, CM Punk's record is for what it's worth. He does not have a UFC win. He is zero one and one. So he has a loss and he has a no contest. Okay. Also, it was not what you think. Cause I also thought it was that um, he lost to Mickey gall. Right. And then his bout against Mike Jackson was a no contest because after, so he, he originally did lose it through decision. Um, but <laughs> this is how uh, long ago that was. Mike Jackson later tested positive uh, for something you'll probably be able to explain to the listeners. Tetrahydrocannabinol. That's THC. Um, That's marijuana. There you go. 
Yeah. So yeah. he tested positive for that, and they officially reversed the decision. Uh, but but in this case, reversing doesn't mean that you win because again, he lost by decision, so right. it becomes a no contest. But they um, but they did what both worth, get fired from UFC for that fight. That is correct, and yeah. for what it's worth, he has uh, Punk has never once won a round at all in those two Christ. those two matches. He did not win a round. <laughs> um, broken down even further, he managed to land a total of nineteen strikes and one takedown in both of his fights. And everyone defended him and said, "Hey, man, at least he had the balls to go do go do it." And cool, yeah, that's cool that he put so much effort into I it. I guess, but something like yeah. <laughs> just because you want something really really bad doesn't mean you're going to get it. I really want right. my, my parents to come back to life. I, they ain't coming back. I don't care how hard well, I wish even, for it. Even if you're talking about something that's like, you know, you can work toward it and try to achieve it. I mean, it's is it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the Picard bit um, from that great episode of Star Trek where he says one can commit no mistakes and still lose. Yeah. That is not failure. That's life. Yeah, but like no matter how badly you don't fuck up, like you might still not get what you want. But despite what Jim Cornette would have you believe, that's not this. This is not Punk did right. nothing wrong. He got fired for it because the bad guys won. Right. Punk is the fucking bad guy, and you may think that the other guys are bad guys too. That's a whole other story. It's like when people sure. say, "Oh, well, yeah, well, what? Forget Trump. What about Biden? What about Biden's son? What he did? Fuck him. If Hunter Biden it's, did it's, something, put his ass about- in jail too." Yes, all of this is exactly what it is. It's whataboutism. Again, they keep trying to shift the blame to other people. And I I cannot stress enough, I'm not defending Kenny Omega. I'm not defending the Young Bucks. I'm not defending Jack Perry. I think all of them made bad decisions. CM Punk made the worst decisions of the the batch here. And Tony Khan, again, like you've said a couple times, goes even further than that by making the worst decision of not stepping in and doing something about it the first time other than put him on. So it's it's like a bad cop. You suspended him with pay. You let him keep selling his merchandise. You go reportedly sit on his front porch with him and sketch out storylines for the next year that now are not going to happen. No. And I think just to to put a cap on this. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, sorry. You know who I feel really bad for in all of this is Ricky fucking Starks. Because every time that guy gets so close to getting something done, so the rumor was that he and Punk were going to have a match at the, the this year's version of All Out, which was this past Sunday, for the quote-unquote... Oh, we, we didn't even touch on the fact that he's carrying the real AEW title around, which I kind of don't hate as a story, but it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. Yeah. He and MJF never had any confrontations about who's the real champion or whatever. Anyway, uh, Ricky Starks was going to have a match with CM Punk for that, and even if he didn't win, that would elevate him just by being there. Again, that was the whole idea with CM Punk being in the company, face... Guys like Darby Allen and, and those guys. And then that got canceled. Now, he did get a match with Brian Danielson. He did lose, but it was really good. Uh, but, boy, what this has happened to him like four or five times now, where Starks is like right on the verge of breaking over the, the, the hump, and then some dumb shit happens that's out of his control. And that just really sucks. <laughs> and I think to cap this off, and we'll get out of here, um, it, 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 it boils down to one simple fact. Whether you like punk or you don't like punk or you like the Bucks, you don't like the Bucks. Whether you're Jim Cornette's old fucking stubborn ass, who I enjoy listening to, but goddamn, when he gets it wrong, does he get it wrong? Um, The the difference between CM Punk and everybody else is that everybody else did not physically assault the owner of the company. That's it. Yeah, if if, this is all allegedly like like everything else is, but if that's what happened, and I gotta imagine Tony Khan is not so fucking stupid as to go on national television and hint that that happened, 
without there being some truth to it. And then Fire, again, who is ostensibly the biggest star in your company. Like, yep. say what you will about all the situation, but CM Punk was the guy who was getting eyes on that company. Yep. Um, you, you don't fire that guy and, again, hint slash allege that this happened without there being some truth to it. Right. And, and that's... That at the end of the day, man, you can do a lot of dumb things at your job, but you certainly can't threaten to fight your boss. Right. That's that's <laughs> that's name. where the line's going to get drawn. You're not Stone Cold Steve Austin, no matter how badly you want to be. And even if you were, this isn't a story anymore. Right. It's real life. And I think it goes back to the fact that Tony Khan wanted so badly to be CM Punk's buddy. He wanted so bad to be. I mean, he's a mark. He's a mark. mark. The biggest mark. The biggest fucking mark. And so he got so close to Punk. Punk may have even thought, okay, me and this guy, we don't have a normal relationship. I'm going to fucking attack him because I'm pissed and we'll deal with it. Well, fuck around and find out. We actually have somebody on the line right now who wants to say a word about CM Punk. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, you're right. That's going to do it for us um, for now. It must. We'll be back again because it's not going to be over. Oh, yeah. Both AEW and Punk's camp have said they expect a statement from Punk soon, and they expect it to be explosive. So once we hear yep. that, we will, of course, update and follow the situation. But as of right now, it looks like the era of Punk is over. And considering the way it ended, it should what be. What a shame. Yeah. Yeah, All right. absolutely. All right, that's it for us. Uh, we're going to cut this short. There's nothing else to say other than just bitch for another hour. We're going to go uh, do some things. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new Extras and Epilogues, and then After Dark after that and Horse Time on Friday. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Let us know what you think about the Punk situation. Was Tony Khan right? Was he wrong? Should Punk go back to WWE and defeat Roman Reigns for the title? Um, what kind of medication are you on that makes you think that? We will see you <laughs> tomorrow. Hunter, take us out. Oh, I wish that I still had the, the, the interest in this that I used to, but I'm going to say it one last time. Straight edge means I'm better than you.